Dr. Michael Roizen. Dr. Michael Roizen. You, the Owner's Manual Radio Show. You're listening to You, the Owner's Manual Radio Podcast, brought to you by Life's First Naturals and True Biotics and Bovine Colostrum. But let me tell you about us. The B, and this is 1165B, are always great guests, and we have one lined up for you. You've always heard about tongues wagging. We're going to find out how they wag and what that means, as well as what your tongue means for your health and why it's important to look at it. The other point to bring up is the A segments are always the latest medical news of the week, important medical news this week on transcranial electrical stimulation, as well as using recreational drugs if you're in a hospital and what that means for your outcomes. And I'll give you the key. It's not good. How bad is it? Well, an eightfold increase in adverse outcomes. That is an eightfold increase in death rate. But we'll get back to that if you go to the A segment and download that and you'll hear which ones are worse. Today's guest is Janine Stein, S-T-I-E-N-E. She's a speech language pathologist and the president and CEO of the Long Island Speech and Myofunctional Therapy and founder and CEO of SpotPale, S-P-O-T-P-A-L, SpotPale.com, a tongue training appliance. We're going to learn more from Janine in just a second, but I want to tell you a little bit about our sponsors. Two sponsors, of course, LifesFirstNaturals.com, LifesFirstNaturals, the makers of both TrueBiotics and Bovine Colostrum. TrueBiotic especially useful, and you'll see the randomized control trials on the website for women who worry about their urinary tract and bones. And you'll see, I mean, you'd say, why urinary tract and bones? Why do those fit together? Well, I don't know the answer to that, but the bacteria in TrueBiotics apparently do. You'll see the randomized controlled trials on their website. And also the makers of bovine colostrum, something I use every day. I use TrueBiotics, even though I'm a guy, every third day. I alternate them with two other probiotics, so I get a variety of bacteria, align, and digestive advantage. But TrueBiotics is my go-to number one. And the second thing, bovine colostrum, that's been shown, randomized controlled trials in Italian soccer players to decrease the days they miss because it decreases leaky gut syndrome and decreases upper respiratory infections, important, especially as we go into the fall season, at least for Italian soccer players, and I believe for us normal people, too. They did the studies in normals as well. And, of course, our own website, longevityplaybook.com, where you can find curated information about these and virtually every other subject in medicine, but not much on the tongue other than taste and smell. And we'll get to that with our guest, Janine Stein, S-T-I-E-N-E. So Janine, I've got to ask you first, how did you get into the tongue, so to speak? That's a good question. So thank you so much for having me today. I'm so excited to be here. 
as a speech pathologist and even more so as a myofunctional therapist, the tongue falls into our scope of practice because the tongue has such an instrumental role in swallowing and speaking. And that falls under the scope of practice of a speech language pathologist and myofunctional therapist. Now, you do adults. My wife is a developmental pediatrician and uses speech pathologists extensively in practice to help some kids. But I guess it's for the older. The only thing I examine with the tongue other than looking at is it healthy or not? That is either papillae of normal size, color, etc. Is I look for white spots in the mouth fairly extensively as that's a sign of cancer. But what should normal people, that is the average person, look at? How often should they look at their tongue? Should they stick it out in the mirror and give a tongue sign to eat to themselves in the morning? What should they be doing with this information generally? And what do you look for if you're a normal human? Absolutely. So yes, the tongue needs to be a focus. And ironically, I feel it's just coming into focus more in terms of medical and dental providers, whether it be adults or in pediatrics. We're not just looking at the color, but we're also looking at the size and shape of the tongue, what type of mobility it has, where it rests in someone's mouth when they're breathing or where it rests in their mouth when they're speaking or where I should say contact that it makes when they're speaking. And all of those different components can tell us something that is going on outside of just the tongue. The tongue drives so many different parts of our body. So not just its physical appearance, but some of its other criteria are really important as well. When you look at the tongue in the mirror in the morning, should you stick it out? What do you do? Do you just open your mouth? And how often should we do this? Once a week, every day, once a month? Should we put our fingers on our tongue and feel it? What should we be doing? How do we do this if we do it by ourselves? Or should we always see a professional? And I I guess the professionals that would do it normally would be your dental hygienist or your dentist. Correct. And even I feel there's a grander education that's happening in the recent years about really observing the tongue. They'd say that when you brush your teeth, you should brush your tongue. So yes, sticking your tongue out and brushing it is important. There's so much food that gets stuck on there, bacteria, it can house infection. So we want to make sure that you're brushing your tongue on a regular basis. But when you're observing your tongue, you want to see, especially if you have certain things like you have jaw pain or you have a diagnosis of jaw clenching or grinding or temporomandibular joint disorder, You want to look and see when you move your tongue, can your tongue move independent of the rest of your mouth? So if you stick your tongue to your right, to the right, does your jaw go to the right? And vice versa, do you see your jaw sliding forward and backward? So just by sticking out your tongue and watching some of the compensatory strategies that an individual may be utilizing, and then even hearing about some of their reported symptoms, we're able to say, okay, you don't have enough range of motion. Your jaw is being used to as a compensatory technique for your tongue, and this is something we need to address. Sometimes that could be anything from we need to have them see a speech pathologist or a myofunctional therapist for some exercises, or I need to see an oral surgeon because it's either something structural or congenital, like a 
like a tongue tie or a short freenum. So there's definitely just having that knowledge of what your baseline looks like and being able to report that can definitely help not only identify, but to diagnose and treat. Should the individual be doing it and how often should, so let's just say I, I wasn't a physician and as a physician, you always know you're not supposed to care for yourself. So let's just say I'm I'm a normal human yep. and I look in the mirror, what should I be looking for? So I've done the movement. I can stick it on both sides. I don't have to do that very often, obviously. But do I look at the tongue and, and say, ah, the papilla looks pink, it looks light pink or nor, dark pink, or it looks red, or it looks beefy, or it looks like there's some white spots on it. What should I be, how often should I be doing that? Once a week, or should I do it every morning when I'm brushing my teeth and using my floss and water pick? Yes. Every time that you are brushing your teeth, you should be looking and brushing your tongue, so to speak. You want to... Again, so many people don't think about halitosis or bad breath coming from your tongue and they think it's coming from food stuck in your teeth or between your teeth. So much of it is just observing what your tongue looks like and making sure you're caring for it and brushing it on a regular basis, like when you brush your teeth. Now, does a water pick do just as well? In other words, I use a water pick routinely and I guess my tongue gets the water pick as well. Does that work? for cleaning as well as brushing? I feel in terms of the water pick in between in reaction or in comparison to dental floss, I think for the tongue, I would definitely more encourage people to use a tongue scraper or a brush, not just the water, because I feel like it has more of a texture and a consistency to really get the tongue and really give it a good scrape, where sometimes that water pick doesn't have that enough pressure to do that. Let's talk a little bit about, should I be feeling my tongue? In other words, one of the things I do as a physician is feel and look and feel, are there any harder spots? Are there any things that feel different in the texture? Should people do that routinely or, or is it doing it once every six months with a, or every four months with a dental hygienist enough? I think what the most important thing is to always know what your tongue baseline looks like. So when you're brushing it each time, if you notice a variation to what it looked like the day before, the week before, the month before, then it's always important then to make an appointment to go see your dental professional or your medical professional for their opinion. Yes, so much your tongue can change color based on an infection or an allergy. We talked about those white spots. It could be a fungus. It could be something going on with your immune system. So it's important when your tongue looks different than it normally does to always make sure you're getting the advice of your dentist or your medical professional to make sure there's nothing else going on. Also, when you're feeling your tongue, you know, for us, we're always thinking about feeling where it's sitting in their mouth, all from the perspective of, is it sitting in the proper place? Because just by where it sits in your mouth helps to open up your airway. It limits your, it limits snoring and allows for more restful sleeping. So many things have to do with just where your tongue rests in your mouth and actually helps to support the structure and the bone of your, your hard palate. Now. Tell me, what about SpotPal and why did you develop that? Thanks for asking. So SpotPal is actually a custom fit tongue training appliance. 
And it was designed to assist and promote proper tongue resting posture while also working to retrain the tongue and break oral habits like sucking or nail biting, tongue thrusting. One of the reasons being a myofunctional therapist and a speech pathologist over the last 20 plus years, you start to see different devices come about and different appliances being utilized. But so many of them had limitations when it came to being a speech pathologist and working with the tongue and or being a myofunctional therapist and working with the tongue. So this appliance really came about during COVID when we knew we needed an effective way to see what was happening inside our patients' mouths, but yet we weren't seeing them in three dimensions. We were seeing them through their screen, and it was really difficult for us to see what was going on in their mouth. So as long as we could make the perfect image or a perfect replica of what the inside of their mouth looked like, it allowed us to be able to perform therapy and do it with extreme accuracy. So who should think about a spot pal? Do you always see a speech pathologist before you would get this appliance or who would you see who would recommend this to you? So it is available direct to consumer. However, yes, pediatricians, oral surgeons, general dentists, orthodontists are making the recommendation. It's being recommended from individuals that have sleep-disordered breathing, not necessarily in apnea, but sleep-disordered breathing and snoring, to temporomandibular joint disorders, to individuals that are thumb and finger suckers, and even for individuals that are having difficulty articulating some of their sounds. So the spot pal actually, by retraining the tongue, it has a positive effect on all of those areas. And tell me, is it individually fit? Or is, there, is there a child size, an infant size, a male size, a female size, or how is it fit for the, for the mouth? So it is every single one is customized to the individual's own occlusion and own palate. So either they're, if they have a dentist or an orthodontist that has the ability to do a 3D scan, they'll scan their mouth and they can send us the impression. They can send us the file, I should say, or we can send them a putty kit. And from the putty kit, they're able to do an impression of their mouth, send it back to us, and then we're able to create it and mail it right back to them. So usually the turnaround time is pretty quick. If it's through a 3D scan, it's usually within 48 hours. If it's through a putty kit, then it's within 48 hours of when we receive the mold. We've been talking with Janine, and I want to spell her name for you, S-T-I-E-N-E. She's a speech-language pathologist. Website is SpotPal, S-P-O-T-P-A-L.com for learning more about this. And for Janine, thank you for alerting us to the tongue. So you want to check by moving your tongue in each direction, making sure it's not moving at the same time as your jaw, and then look at it, clean it, and have someone feel it, presumably yourself, and look to make sure nothing has changed with it. You've been talking with 1160 5B of You, the Owner's Manual radio podcast on Radio MD, iHeart, or wherever you download us from. Thank you very much for doing that. 
We, of course, are brought to you by Life's First Naturals. Do go to their website, lifefirstnaturals, with an S, dot com, and by longevityplaybook.com. You can get a free 10-day trial. Go to Longevity Playbook. Do your actual age test. Have fun with that. You can actually now do an actual age test of your skin as well as of your sleep, what your sleep is doing to your rate of aging. This has been Dr. Mike Roizen for You, the Owner's Manual Radio Podcast. Thanks again for listening, and a special thanks to our guest, Janine Stein at SpotPal.com. We'll be back next week, 1166. That means we've been doing it over 21 years. We hope you'll be back, too. Thanks again.